You are listening to Shadow Horse Theater Broadcasting. We come to you from the shadowy fields of Minnesota with Dark Pony Radio Show. Presented to you by the Dark Pony Players. Featuring Antonia Perez. And introducing the Dark Gentleman. This episode is sponsored by FNX Fitness. We become greater when we rise up together. Supplements should taste good. If you're going to drink protein, greens, or even pre-workout, don't skip out on good flavor and quality ingredients. FNX Fitness has the best flavors and prides itself on being locally sourced with no fillers. Visit our fiendish friends at www.fnxfit.com and use code DARKPONY to receive 40% off at checkout. And our other sponsor, The Living Artist Podcast. Don't wait until you're dead to make a living as an artist. And now is, as always, The Pale Lady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my little darlings, what a treat I have for you. With the turn of the pendulum, tasty shades travel to and fro. My fiendish friend, where are we taking these youthful souls? My paradoxical paramour, this episode takes us on a jovial journey into a spectacular sepulchral hell. Oh, my salty Florentine Dante wrote a laughable comedy about the divine. I remember the days we sat by him as he wrote feverishly in the early morn. (laughs) Our deathly dear Dante in exile. Let us join this putrid poet as they tell us of their arduous adventure to the indignant inferno. There are these three that haunt me. Day and night I can never flee. I must now put to paper an adventure which, at the time, I felt was a bit indentured. Many will call me a liar, fibber, or falsifier. After what I witnessed, I would not face that pyre. In the netherworld, this story is not for proof, but designed to keep a record of this tartuffe. My story begins in the darkest of wood, a precipice to the deepest pit. The faint shall turn. For it is perilous. What? Where am I? How did I end up in a forest? I can't remember. I fell asleep and awake here in this cold, damp land. That smell. Like a lingering death. What beast approaches? Please, stay back, Lemon. Quickly, find a stick or a rock. Another. The she wolf approaches too. Stand up. Come on. Stand and run. Just run. Great lion himself. This can't be the way my story ends. No! 
quickly run and find Shade to hide him. Now is my chance as they tussle about. Damn it! Ouch. Wait. I see someone ahead. Hello? Please take pity on my soul. Oh, whoa. Are you living or a shade? I can see through you as though you are here, but yet not here. I was once a living being, but I'm no longer. I was a poet and sang of that son of Anchises who sailed off from Troy after the burning of proud Ilium. You must be Virgil. Oh, honor and praise. For I am also a poet and would be gracious if you could help me, my teacher. For these three beasts are on the hunt for my soul. But you must journey down another road. The way forward is open if you ever hope to leave this wilderness. This first beast blocks the path and will not let you go back from where you came. I think it best you follow me for your own good, and I shall be your guide and lead you through an eternal place. Eternal place? You will hear desperate cries and see tormented shades, some old as hell itself, and know what second death is from their screams. Poet. Teacher, I beg of you, in the name of a god or the god you never knew, save me from this evil place and worse. Very well. Stay close. We must stay ahead of the beasts. O oh, poet, virgin, come to guide me. Tell me if you think my worth sufficient before you trust me to this arduous road. Why am I to go? Who allows me to go? I'm not like those you've written of. Neither I nor any person would think me worthy. If I'm to take on this journey through hell and the thereafter, I fear it might turn out an act of folly. If I have truly understood your words, your soul is burdened with that cowardice that often weighs so heavily on a person. Let me free you of your fear by telling you why I am here. It is of no coincidence that we met in these dark woods. I was visited by the Divine Grace. The Virgin Mary saw your waywardness and took pity and sent for Saint Lucia to light your journey and Beatrice to tell me that I've been tasked by the throne itself to lead you. Very well. Let us start. You are my guide and my teacher. Divine omnipotence created me, and the highest wisdom joined with primal love. Before me, nothing but eternal things were made, and I shall last eternally. Abandon every hope, all you who enter. Virgil, these wisps keep speaking cruel words. 
Begone, Ka, Drogo, and Nefercari. Hear their words they speak. Now here you must leave all distrust behind. Let all your cowardice die on this spot. We are at the place where earlier I said you could expect to see the suffering souls who lost the good of intellect. Go on. Open the gates. Teacher, what are these sounds I hear? What souls are these so overwhelmed by grief? This wretched state of being is the fate of those sad souls who lived a life but lived it with no blame and with no praise. They are mixed with that repulsive choir angels, neither faithful nor unfaithful. The undecided that stood for themselves. Heaven, to keep its beauty, cast them out. But even hell would not receive them, for fear the damned would glory over them. What torments do they suffer that force them to lament? These wretches have no hope of truly dying, and this blind life they lead is so abject it makes them envy every other fate. The world will not record their having been there. Heaven's mercy and its justice turn from them. Let's not discuss them. Look and pass them by. These wretches are nude and running about, being stung again and again by the hornets and wasps. Look, teacher. Their faces run with blood and streaks mixed with tears, and disgusting maggots collect in the pus. Please, don't waste more time on them. These horrors are nothing of what is to be experienced ahead. Teacher, who are these people lining up around the shore up ahead near the river? What law is this that makes those souls so eager for crossing? (sighs) All will be made plain as we get closer and rest up ahead at that sorrowful shore of Acheron. Woe to you, perverted souls! Give up all hope of ever seeing heaven! I come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, ice, and fire. You, living soul, get away from all these people who are dead. I said move aside, another way, by other ports, not here, shall you pass to reach the other shore. A lighter skiff than this must carry you. Teacher, this ancient steersman's eyes are set in a glowing wheel of fire. Charon, this is no time for anger. It is so willed. There where the power is for what is willed, Boatman, that is all you need to know. Stay close. These souls are naked and in despair. Young one, all those who perish in the wrath of God assemble here from all parts of the earth. They want to cross the river. They are eager. It is divine justice that spurs them on, turning the fear they have into desire. A good soul never comes to make this crossing, so if Charon grumbles at the sight of you, you see now what his words are really saying. 
come. Let us get onto the boat that takes us to the other side. I feel tired, my teacher. As if the world is being pulled away. I'm not sure if I can resist. Rest now. Now let us descend into the sightless world. I will go first and you will follow. Let us go. The long road urges us. But how can I go on if you are frightened? You are my constant strength when I lose heart. The anguish of the souls that are down here paint my face with pity, which you have wrongly taken to be fear. Let us go. The long road urges us to the first circle of this abyss. You do not ask what sort of souls are these you see around you. Now you should know, before we go on further, they have not sinned. But their great worth alone was not enough, for they did not know baptism, which is the gateway of that faith you follow, and did not worship your God in the way one should. I myself am a member of this group. For this defect, and for no guilt, we here are lost. In this alone we suffer, cut off from hope. We live on in desire. My teacher, tell me, did any ever leave here through this merit, or with another's help, and go to bliss? I was a novice in this place when I saw a mighty lord descend to us who wore the sign of victory as his crown. He took from us the shade of our first parent, of Abel, his good son, of Noah too, and of the obedient Moses who made the laws, and many more he chose for blessedness. And you should know, before these souls were taken, no human soul had ever reached salvation. Look, teacher, there's a fire up ahead. Who are these souls enjoying a special honor, dwelling apart from all the others here? The honored name they bear that still resounds above in your own world wins heaven's favor for them in this place. Now let us honor the illustrious poet. His shade that left has now returned to us. Observe the one approaching who comes with a sword in hand, leading the three as if he were their master. It is the shade of Homer's sovereign poet, and coming second, Horus, the satirist, Ovid is the third, and the last one is Lucan. You, wait here, I will engage them. You honor me, but I have not yet fully returned. Then what brings you here? Is that a new shade behind? It smells fresh. Are you with the living soul, Virgil? I have been tasked to guide this one through the eternal abyss. Very well. We will head back and await your return. Do you not want to know why? It is of no relevance. Virgil has been called. We shall rest. Come. 
Come, young one, let us continue through this limbo. I witness those shades whose eyes were calm and grave. The poet's guide and I would move to one side as if in a cave. And right before us on lustrous green, the shades of fame I craved to have seen. From Hector and Caesar, Camilla and Electra, to the famed Saladin and beautiful Cornelia, engaged together with Socrates and Plato, and around them stood the master Zeno. I could go on and tell of many more, the names of the great and lost were evermore. As wondrous as I felt, my moment began to melt. With every little step forward, my living soul, an ounce tortured, by the engulfing darkness all around. But what my ears heard was this sound. Here we are to the third round we descend. Mind your place with Minus. Minus may be grotesque, but can examine the guilty. He judges and dispatches. By this I mean that when an evil soul appears before him, it confesses all, for he is the expert judge of sins. Now you who come to this place where pain is host, be careful how you enter and who you trust. It's easy <laughs> to get in, but don't be fooled. Minus, why keep on shouting? It's a fair warning to all. Do not attempt to stop their fated journey. But it is not their fate to be here. It is so willed there where the power is for what is willed, and that is all you need to know. <laughs> Move along, then. <laughs> Teacher, tell me. What souls are these punished in the sweep of the black wind? The first of those whose story you should know was the empress over lands of many tongues. Her vicious taste had so corrupted her, she licensed every form of lust with laws to cleanse the stain of scandal she had spread. She is Semiramis, who legend says was Narnus's wife as well as successor. She governed all the land the sultan rules. The next is she who killed herself for love and broke faith with the ashes of Zacchaeus. And there is Cleopatra, who loved men's lusting. See Helen there? The root of evil, woe, lasting years. And see Achilles, who lost his life to love in final combat. See Paris, Tristan, and thousands more. Welcome, my young one, to the lustful. Poet, I would like, with all my heart, to speak to those two there, who move together and seem to be so light You'll see when they are closer to us. If you entreat them by that love of theirs that carries them along, they'll come to you. Well, wearied souls, come speak with us if it be not forbidden. O oh, living creature, gracious and so kind, who makes your way here through the dingy air to visit us, who stained the world with blood. Whatever pleases you to hear or speak, 
we will hear and we will speak about with you as long as the wind here, where we are, is silent. The place where I was born lies on the shore where the river Po, with its abandoned streams, descends to seek its final resting place. Love, quick to kindle in the gentle heart. Seized this one for the beauty of my body, torn from me, love that excuses no one loved from loving seized me so strongly with delight in them that, as you see, they never leave my side. Love led us straight to sudden death together. Kania awaits the one who quenched out lives. Young one, what are you thinking of? Alas, all those sweet thoughts. And oh, how much desiring brought these two down into this agony. I know of these two. I've heard the story of Paolo and Francesca. How could a god of love punish those in love? Hmm. I know not. For the king on the throne is not a belief that I have. If and when you reach that peaceful throne on high, you may ask yourself. Francesca. The torment that you suffer brings painful tears of pity to my eyes. But tell me, in that time of your sweet sighing, how and by what signs did love allow you to recognize your dubious desires? There is no greater pain than to remember, in our present grief, past happiness. But if your great desire is to learn the very root of such a love as ours, I shall tell you, but in the words of flowing tears. One day we read to pass the time away of Lancelot and how he fell in love. We were alone, innocent of suspicion. Time and again our eyes were brought together by the book we read. Our faces flushed and paled. To the moment of one line alone, we yielded. It was when we read about those longed for lips now being kissed by such a famous lover that this one who shall never leave my side then kissed my mouth and trembled as he did. Our Galahad was that book and he who wrote it. That day we read no further. Teacher, I do not feel well. What is this pity I feel? Things are beginning to get blurry. My body succumbed and fell onto the cold ground of hell. To this day, I still have pain from those two lovers slain. Punishment is not needed for love, especially those light as a dove. I understand the sin of lust too much, and you are dust. No more shall I linger. Virgil pushed my finger. 
Young one. Young one. Hmm. You seem to be regaining your senses. To what just happened? You've fainted. Once again. Those two in love have moved on. Their pity confused your senses. You must be aware of yourself in this place of hell. Everyone has a story, and not all are as sincere. Have we moved, my teacher? I have moved your body, as if it were dead, further into this hole of suffering. My teacher, tell me. Is that the fantastical beast Cerberus? It is the beast you say. With eyes of red and belly swollen, with claws for hands, he rips the spirits, flays, and mangles them. What shall we do? Quiet, young one. Perchance the beast doesn't hear us. They may return to rendering those souls. If it continues toward us, I have created a strategy. Cerberus seems to not deter from their path. My teacher, what strategy have you hidden? Simple. The beast is hungry. I shall feed it by grabbing some of this muddy ground and throwing it down the beast's several throats. Come, young one. Let us continue while the monster Cerberus is busy with muddy jaws. Poet, where are we now? These sinners are stretched out. Third circle of the abyss. Circle of gluttons. These shades lay stretched out in this murky, muddy ground as this continuous cold hail and rain beat down on their bodies while Cerberus feeds. <laughs> you there being led through this inferno. Try to remember who I am, for you had life before I gave up mine. The pain you suffer here perhaps disfigures you beyond all recognition. I can't remember seeing you before. But tell me who you are, assigned to grieve in this sad place, afflicted by such torture that worse there well may be, but none more foul. Your own city. So filled with envy, its cup already overflows the brim once held me in the brighter life above. Your citizens gave me the name Chacho, and for my sin of gluttony I am damned, as you can see, to rain that beats me weak. Young one, come. There is so much more to witness. There will be plenty of souls that may remember you. You must be cautious and wary of these souls. You are living. You can be harmed here. Let us move on. Let these shades fade back to their torment. Not all deserve your pity. <laughs> Papa Satan! Papa Satan Alape! Do not fear defeat you. For whatever be his power, he cannot stop our journey down this rock. Plutus! Be quiet, cursed wolf of hell. Feed on the burning bile that rots your guts. This journey to the depths does have a reason. 
for it is willed on high. Young one, let us walk past this foul fool. Careful descending this slope into the fourth circle, Plutus, the god of wealth, protects the souls in this part of the abyss. The miserly and prodigal. There are more shades here than anywhere above. And from both sides of this circle, you can hear their screams straining their chests as they roll these enormous weights. Concert souls, I see there to the left. In their first life, all you see here had such myopic minds they could not judge with moderation when it came to spending. Their barking voices make this clear enough. When they arrive at the two points on the circle where opposing guilts divide them into two, the ones who have the bald spot on their heads were priests and popes and cardinals in whom avarice is most likely to prevail. In such a group as this, I should be able to recognize a few who dirtied themselves by such crimes as these. Yours is an empty hope. Their undistinguished life that made them foul now makes it harder to distinguish them. Eternally, the two will come to blows. A short-lived mockery of all the wealth that is in fortune's keep over which the human race is bickering. For all the gold that is or ever was beneath the moon won't buy a moment's rest for even one among these weary souls. Fortune. A foolish race of humans. How overwhelming is your ignorance to think that any one human is above her, her wisdom that knows infinity. Now, let's move down to greater wretchedness. The stars that rose when I set out for you are going down. We cannot stay too long. As we've descended, this dingy little stream has become a swamp. Be wary, young one. This is Styx. Part of the fifth round of this infernal world, where the wrathful and sullen are tormented. My teacher, these souls are all naked and scarred with rage. They continue to fight in this muddy marsh, not just with fists, but feet and chest and head. Look, they use their teeth to tear each other limb from limb. Young one, now see the souls of those that anger overcame, and I ask you to believe me when I say beneath the slimy top are sighing souls who make these waters bubble at the surface. Your eyes will tell you this. Just look around. Below, the sullen rest. Teacher, my foot has slipped in the swamp. I'm stuck in this filth. Quick, you must free yourself. The wrath will feel your presence among them. It will not be long before the sullen drag you under. Sluggish we were in the sweet air, made happy by the sun. 
and smoke of sloth was smoldering in our hearts. Now we lie sluggish here in this black mouth. Sluggish we were in the sweet air made happy by the sun, and smoke of sloth was smoldering in our hearts. Now we lie sluggish here in this black mouth. Sluggish you were in the sweet air, made happy by the sun, and smoke of sloth was smoldering in our hearts. Now we are sluggish here in this black muck. Sluggish we were in the sweet air, made happy by the sun, and smoke of sloth was smoldering in our hearts. That sweet mucky sound is the hymn they gurgle in their throats, but cannot sing in words that truly sound. Oh, teacher, please. I, I felt the soul attempting to pull me down. My foot slipped in. They move quite fast in the swamp. They approach. Quicker. You must reach this embankment. Sluggish we were in the sweet air made happy by the sun. Smoke of snuff was smoldering in our hearts. Now we lie sluggish here in this black The sluggish beasts have latched onto my foot. I feel it pull downward. Teacher, please help! Contain your rage and fear. If you fight, they will fight. If you stop and let it be, they will stop. They are moving away from me. I can reach you now, on the slope. I can stand. Let us stray far around these souls, for the city of Dis is on the horizon. That ill she-wolf from the dark wood has followed us? I thought surely we are too deep. She has been hunting and stalking. We are about to leave her guardianship. I fear she is not ready to give you up to the depths of what is to come. Remember... Your journey is willed, therefore can't be interrupted. Oh, see, young one, we are entering the world of the lion in this inferno. For now, the she-wolf will remain behind, but soon you may be whimpering for us to return to her. With some haste, forward we go. Much torment lies ahead. I was not ready and full of dread. 
I had already endured much in hell. What would happen deeper in this well? With the lion hunting us this time, I felt more unease for the climb. Downward deeper into the pain tests the will to keep me sane. For now, this is where we must depart. I will return to you on the second part. Reach down into your shade. My sweet, pale little lady won't let me fade. For she is a keeper of the great lore. All you need to do is ask for more. Along with a ravenous, dark gentleman whose angelic voice can blush a demon. Then there is a third, hidden in plain sight. But once they are revealed, it won't be right. So please, reader or listener, beware. You think this is just a bit of flair. Until your eyes open in a dark wood, thence there you remember where I stood. (laughs) (laughs) What a sweet heart that young poet had, which was such a delicacy. My lurid lovely, I feel beguiled, bereaved, and bypassed from this story. What of your anointed architect's creation, the city of Dis? Oh, my darling, we will have to wait for part two to visit the former home of our dear architect. My sweet treats, we have come to that time once again where we must bid you good night and And adieu. just heard tonight's performance of the Dark Pony Radio Show, with voices from the Dark Pony players, Matt Sachs, Max Bessner, Matthew Kelly, TJ Jacobs, Terrell Woods, and Mara Rose, featuring Antonia Perez, sound designer and engineering from Benjamin Conklin, A Haunting for the Ages, written by M. Terrell Woods, performed by Carnage the Executioner, courtesy of the artist. Tonight's performance was an original adaptation of Dante's Inferno by Aid Hajaj. Sponsored by FNX Fitness. We become greater when we rise up together. And the Living Artist Podcast. Don't wait until you're dead to make a living as an artist. This has been a Shadow Horse Theater production. <laughs>